0: Hey folks, Wiley Lewis here of This is the Day podcast. Uh, You're probably wondering what's going on for episode two, and I just want to give you a warning. We had fun on this podcast, but unfortunately, old Wiley here had an issue with his microphone, and I was way too close to the microphone almost this entire conversation I had with Tyler and Chad. I just want to apologize I was so excited we had so much fun and we had a great conversation so I hope you still listen to it and I hope you can understand why Tyler and Chad are much more quiet than I am I just got too excited I was all over the microphone and that's why it's really hot throughout this podcast but I hope you enjoy it still if not Be sure to know that I will take time and try to make sure I'm safely at a distance from my microphone. That way we won't have this problem again. But uh, God bless, guys, and hopefully you enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen welcome to this is the day i am wiley lewis of course and here with two special guests of mine tyler goodwillie and chad springetti guys how's it going
1: good Go for it, chad life life is good wiley how are you doing
0: i'm doing fantastic i'm podcasting that's that's all i need in my life
2: I'm doing good, Matt
0: Wiley. Jesus, <laughs> Great timing, Tyler. Great timing with that. Tyler, Tyler is uh 4 minutes behind, so this podcast is going to be spectacular. Yeah,
2: if you your kids yelling in the background. We're just keeping it real cuz that's what's happening.
0: We real yeah. life, man.
2: That's what this is, Ty. Real life.
0: Something that Chad will know about pretty, you know, pretty soon about a year or so.
1: Like 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 five months.
0: Five months. Yeah,
1: like five months till
0: Count it down.
2: Less sleep and more crying from everybody. But Chad is really excited that he is having a baby girl.
0: Yes. So
2: so hyped. That so, was what we
0: were hinting at. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. The keyword yeah. girl. Girl. You guys know of any local convents? Let me know. That's always. <laughs> always an option the lord might just put a call on her life i don't know we'll see
0: well we're all we're all married that's it it's one of the it's not necessarily have to be the topic for this whole episode but i think it's something i wanted to start with i guess and we can start with having kids now so chad you're going into that i don't have any kids yet tyler you've got two knuckleheads over there have you have you thought about, you know, you've got two boys. Have you thought about, oh, do I want a girl or do you want to keep the family streak going? Because uh, people are not aware of your family has an unprecedented male child streak going right now.
2: Yeah, we don't we don't give birth to, to females. And just to clarify, you said we're all married. We are not all married to each other. No. Separate wives. Brother, husband, no. And yeah. yeah I just to what kind that. of a
0: biblical podcast is this?
2: And, uh, yeah, I've got two boys. Um, our family has not given birth to girls for, like, five generations, I think. <laughs> That's so, insane, I dude. Boys. I have two boys. My brother just had three boys. So, uh, yeah, so I, if we ever have a girl, it'll be uh, it'll be terrifying. One for the record books.
0: <laughs> Chad, how fear. do you feel? How do you, you feel f- that fear yeah. of, of becoming a father, of a, of a daughter? Oh, man.
1: it's. I don't know if it's fear as much as it is like... It, I, I mean, God made men and women differently and just in the way like you communicate and you see things and view things. So I, I don't think it's fear so much as it is like... A heightened, now a heightened awareness of the ways in which I need to like change and adapt to be the father I need to be for a girl. You know what I mean? Like, I can't tell a girl, like, stop it, you're being an idiot. Like, y- you can't right. say that. Right? It, but <laughs> there's to a boy, I can look at him and say, shut <laughs> oh, you're being an idiot. You know, and, it, and it, it's not interpreted as like a, it just, it's different, you know? So,
0: there's um, a natural evolution that's going to take place.
1: Yeah, which is good, because, you know, it helps me to be more aware of what I say and when I say it and how I say it, which is one of my lifelong struggles. So, you know, it's it's God giving me what I need to be the man I need to be, and he called me to be, and it'll all work out. So we'll just take like- it one day at a time, and I'll just cry when I need to. It's fine. <laughs> all good.
2: Almost like God knew what he was doing, Chad.
0: I know what a concept. right? Um, <laughs> it's it's a wild thought. And piggybacking on that, looking at uh more of God's miracles, at least in my life, our wives. We have our wives, mm-hmm. and uh, at least in my case, in our in Haley and I's story, it's pretty wild that we even got together. Let alone got married, and so I feel pretty lucky about that. But asking, talking to you guys, how do you feel? Like, I mean. Thinking of who you were before you got married, how do you feel like Megan, Tyler, I guess you can go first. Megan, how do you think she has helped you in your walk with God? Because marriage is a wild thing.
2: Amen. Yeah, I think I'd be homeless and depressed and uh, (laughs) just just down and out. Why home? Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't understand I that. Don't no, that was supposed to be a compliment to my wife that uh, that she has definitely been the biggest picture of God. Um, you know, just jumping right into the deep end of theology here. It's like, uh, you know, husband and wife become one flesh. So it's like, you know, it used to be two things, and now it's one. And it's like the same way, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit like, and one so I really think like marriage is the best it's like a a little picture of the Trinity because it comes like where it it's just one you know it's no longer like sometimes hard to view us as two different people it's just like here we are we're married we're one but um yeah I think I think it's been great for me Um, Megan's definitely brought me closer to the Lord And I think as you get married, you realize, I realized I was selfish, so uh, I still realize that, but, um, and just even over time, realizing what love is, you know, we're seven years in now and still, still figuring it out, still prioritizing that. Um, so yeah, I would say Megan's definitely just, uh, brought me closer to Jesus and, and that's, um, that's been a priority of ours, you know, just to, to keep Bryce at the center, which sounds cheesy, but it's the only way to do it for sure.
0: Yeah. And, and I would, I would ask the same thing for Chad, you and Sarah, how long have you and Sarah been married?
2: Uh, for a
1: little over four and a half years now.
0: And, and I'd ask, I mean the same question, how, how do you feel like you've changed from before maybe even meeting Sarah to, who you are now, I mean, getting ready to become a father and stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, well, a little backstory. I mean, it, it's a huge change. Like when you find your spouse and your focus is, you know, what has God called you to do in marriage, it changes everything. But like little backstory is like when when I first met Sarah uh met on Facebook dated long distance, but we were like three months in. I told my buddy I was going to marry her. And then after a year, we broke up. Yeah. And then after a year we broke up and, um, I think that's kind of when God started changing me because of her, because I was so sure that like, that was the person I wanted to marry. And when we broke up, it made me kind of realize like, Oh man, what am I doing? Or if it wasn't her, and I thought that was the best it was going to be. God's got to have something else, but I need to change to be the kind of man that a woman like that needs and wants me to be. And so it was like during when we were broken up, I started meeting with a mentor and just really allowing God to speak into me through someone else. Um, But really that desire came because I met my wife and, you know, wanted to be that type of person, even if it wasn't going to be with her. And then God's grace we got back together and you know got married and it's been awesome but um I would just echo what Tyler said of like it I mean when Christ is at the center it's amazing how great things are but um I think just being married and having a God-centered focus has like forced me to become more disciplined in how I spend my time uh, and like Tyler said like less selfish like if there are things I want to do how does that you know, play into the goals that Sarah and I have together and what God has called us to, and how do you learn to prioritize those things? And then also it's, as much as I love my wife, it's easy to see how she can become an idol because you love them so much that you just want to spend all this time with them and make them happy. And you kind of easy at times to like put God on the back burner, but I've kind of found when that happens, then our relationship and marriage is a little bit off you know what i mean and kind of refocusing so um you know i just think marriage is a huge blessing if you both are focused on keeping the main thing the main thing you know and and pursuing that together is you know really what's going to change both of you and and make marriage worthwhile but it's like a daily challenge it's not like oh we did it and right right always learning always failing and always
0: learning always learning there is you know you can read as many books as you want but until you get in there with another with 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 your wife and really try to figure life out it is it is unlike anything else there's nothing that can fully prepare you for it and i i want to go back to what you said tyler you said how you were more selfish before you were Married with Megan, and it's funny because I get that, but it's also funny because to a certain degree, it's not like it, there's a certain level of selfishness that you just like you just naturally are. It's not even your fault before you get married because it's like even when you're dating, it's like, okay, is this the right thing for me? Like, does this make sense? Am I making the right decisions for myself and stuff? And like, I I know before I got married, before I met Haley. I'll be honest. I was an animal. All right. I just, they're just, at a certain point. You're still an animal. Ah, still an animal. No, I. You you just like you you don't care about like what other people think half the time, even if you are looking for a girlfriend. You're just it's just a different you because you're just there's nothing about it that says, I know what married life is like, so I'm going to be this way. So jumping in like that and, and being a part of something so special and rewarding is it's scary at first, but goodness, it's worth it.
2: That's a good point, Wiley. I've never really thought of that. Uh, yeah, something just changes. It's not like you were a horrible person before you get married, but something changes after you commit to getting married, like that you are now committing to loving someone like Jesus loved the church, you know, and and laying down your life for them. And it's like previously you haven't committed to that. So uh, see why you'd, you'd be a little selfish. Just talking about selfishness i heard somebody say a phrase the other day that's so good but um you know like we're created to be like jesus you know we were created in god's image and god is love and selfishness is not loving and uh so basically like he just said the phrase selfishness is dehumanizing so it's actually like when you're selfish it's like making you less of what you were created to be, which is so backwards from what we think. We always think like, oh, selfish or like I'll be selfless. It's like taking away what I really want. Yeah, and That's just helped me recently. It's like selflessness is actually stepping into how we were designed to be, not just like starving ourselves of what we want. So it's still hard, but, uh, but that's it's it's helpful to think that I was made to be selfless.
0: Yeah, and it and it like it changes the uh, marriage changes who the both of you are. Like I always I remember reading a book. And it's saying how the person you marry is not is not going to be the same person you're married to in a year, two years, three years, but in the best way possible like that. You shouldn't take that as a bad thing or as it's almost like a challenge. It's like you're going to be different no matter what. So are you going to be a better different or are you going to be a worse different? Because, I mean, unfortunately, through life, we see both sides. We see the good and we see somebody almost changing for the worse because. You know, they didn't go into the marriage in the correct mindset or with, like you guys said, Christ at the center of it. And so it's a it's a challenge. But I mean, I think for the three of us, I think we can kind of agree. It was a challenge that we wanted to take, obviously. And that I mean now, you know, especially you guys having kids and like it flourishing, you're just accepting those challenges and trying to get over those together with your wives.
1: No, 100%. And I, you know, I I think it's like, you know, it's an ongoing challenge. It's never a challenge that, again, you've ever completed. Like, you know, I've been, Sarah and I first got married, we really prioritized communication. Like, you you come from two totally different ways of communicating. My family's very, like, just loud and social and, like, that's how we are. And Sarah's family is, like, let's just be quiet and sit together. And I'm like, it's totally different, right? (laughs) (laughs) And... So like we, I was like, we got to, you know, I don't want to communicate the way my parents did, you know, she didn't necessarily want to communicate the way hers, So like we put a ton of focus on it. And it's like, you get to a point, you're like, yeah, oh, this is good. But then the challenge is, I thought something years of always communicating one way as does she. And yet we're only, you know, four years into learning how those two communication styles blend. And it's like that daily challenge of, you know, how do I communicate with my wife in a certain situation because she's not me and she thinks differently. And that's awesome. Cause that's how God made her. But then like, how do you communicate, you know? And those, those challenges like never seem to stop, you know what I mean? Cause if they did, then you'd look at all the older couples and our parents who like just have communication perfect and they never fight and they never, you know, get, get on each other's nerves, but it's, it's just those daily challenges that, You know, to your point, Wiley, just like grow us and make it worthwhile. But it's definitely a whole shift in mindset and and thinking on a day to day basis.
0: Yeah, yeah. Seriously, Uh, if I if I met myself from before I got married, it'd be two completely different people in a lot of different ways. And in the interesting, it would be, wouldn't it? Would you
2: be friends with you? No,
0: dude, I don't know, man. Uh, It would be, I'd be friends, but it'd be kind of one of those friends where it's like, yeah, it's cool to hang out with, but, you know, I don't know if I want to (laughs) really get into a deep conversation with them. But you know what? That's what makes us who we are and who we are today. Um, Something, something I uh, am doing with this podcast, uh, because, I mean, in part to the title of the podcast, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it something i want i touch on and on whenever i have guests on is how you guys find joy in life outside of obviously your relationship with god your relationship with people but since we're talking about marriage and stuff like that i want to ask you guys what is a way that you and your wife together find joy something whether it's an activity or something that you do together where you just it brings you closer together and allows you to just to enjoy that time Spent because everybody does it differently.
2: True. Um, yeah, Megan and I—we love uh, our. I don't know if uh, you guys have ever read the Love Languages book. Oh yeah, you read that. Oh, nice. What do you guys love languages?
0: Uh, I believe it's it's either time spent or physical touch.
1: Yeah, mine is mine is quality time and acts of service are like the two that I, I prefer. But Sarah's are quality time, physical touch, and words of affirmation. So we're kind of a little opposite in, in some yeah. of that.
2: So are Megan and I. We we both land on quality time, though. But her quality time is like sitting next to each other, not speaking. And my quality time is like talking about the oh. deepest things. <laughs> oh, no. yes, And we yeah. could be like 20 feet apart, and it would feel like quality time for me. But, um, but what we do for joy, like, I just think that's such a good question. Wiley, cause it's so easy to like, now my wife and I are, you know, Megan and I are working together a lot, like, um, actually like for work. And, uh, so it's easy to think like, Oh, we're just around each other, you know, like that's fine, but just really being intentional to not like, not just do the tasks of life, but to have separate fun time. Right. Um, you know so we have always landed on we have a lot of fun playing together we just played tennis like doing some sort of activity we played tennis last night but like you know go to a park kicking the soccer ball around tennis you know some something like that um hiking so just getting out and doing something it's always fun
0: chad what about you
1: um, for sure, soccer. That used to not be the case, uh, but soccer on Friday nights is kind of something we've always looked forward to. It's on hiatus for the moment because she's pregnant. And that wouldn't be smart for her to play, <laughs> um, which she's bummed about. But it's soccer. Uh, Sarah loves playing like shooter video games. Like she likes the like Halo and Call of
0: Duty and Fortnite. So we'll I would not. I would because. not guess that.
1: Theater. Oh dude, Halo was like her first love and then now it's Fortnite. But sometimes she gets angry playing Fortnite. So I got like <laughs> gotta cool it. Like almost broken control and I'm like, okay, we're done. Um but uh yeah, those and then I mean my wife Sarah's similar to Megan of like her favorite thing would be sitting next to each other on the couch drinking tea like not talking like just just sitting there which isn't so much me but I will say I do just like enjoy going out and just like having dinner with her going and like spending an afternoon just kind of you know even if we're doing separate things or like you know reading different books like just being together knowing that she enjoys it like makes me enjoy it you know what I mean because you just get Mm -hmm. to see that that enjoyment so what about you Wiley what's what's you and Megan's not you, I'm sorry. What? You and Haley's go through things.
0: <laughs> My bad. Uh I know your
1: wife's name, I promise. I was at your wedding. My bad. My yeah, bad yeah, yeah, yeah. No.
0: Haley. Um don't worry, she's not here. Uh you know, I think for us, one of the biggest things, um it it sounds kinda lazy at times, but like just sitting down and enjoying like a good TV show, like I don't know there's something like movies you kind of got to shut up and just be quiet and watch it which is kind of less personable but TV shows I don't know I like to talk a lot obviously and Haley likes to talk too but like when we're watching movies if I say a word she's like babe please be quiet and I'm like fine Uh, and and then like I can't make fun of her her shows cuz that would be rude and I would yes. never do that. But when we watch TV shows, I don't know, finding shows that we like together is great because, like, it allows, you know, she's a teacher, so she's stressed out a lot. So any chance I can get to allow her to de-stress is always a win for me because there's a, there's a huge difference, as we all know, there's a huge difference between our wives when they're stressed and when they're not stressed. And they're wonderful both ways. We love them to death. But the less stressed, the better. And so when we get to watch TV show, now we can enjoy, like, uh, nobody throw shade on me, The Cosby Show, still a classic. I'm sorry. It's a great show. Thanks. We like watching that together. Clean, wholesome family show. And it's funny. And we can sit there and laugh and enjoy it and just feel... Relax. I don't have to be like oh, this is kind of garbage TV like I feel bad watching it like just something that's enjoyable for us and we can talk about it afterwards and just laugh and and then sometimes you know maybe I we, we give each other a massage while we watch TV or something like that it's just it's it's relaxing it's comfortable and we get to hang out together in a low stress environment which for her is huge and that makes me happy so I would say that brings a lot of joy uh, to us as a, as a couple.
2: Is there, a, is there anything that you guys, like I feel like you know the, the key is to like land on activities that you both enjoy. That's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you guys do that your spouse loves and you just hate or just don't really enjoy but you're like,
0: oh, man. I will do
2: this because I am the best husband in the world. <sighs> our our
1: wives listen to this, right? Like our wives aren't gonna listen to I I, I don't you know. Go for
0: it, Chad. I don't know, but let's go for it. I'll go first.
2: I'll go for I it, dude. It's she shopping, man. You don't like it? Shopping. Oh, she knows
0: she knows I don't like shopping. But I'll I'll do Boy. it. We'll we'll go to the mall. I'll be like, you know what? Like it'll be a Saturday. And like my idea of killer Saturday is like, you know, cleaning up, making sure the apartment looks nice, and then like Chilling, maybe playing a little bit of games or doing like a re- recording a video or something her idea let's go shopping let's go to the mall let's see what's around she won't even buy things which I don't hate but just like we'll just walk around and she's very particular about things so she will sift through And look at it, try it on, take your time. And I, and I'm, I, thank God I've, I've learned to be patient and I'm, I'm always happy because she's happy and enjoy it. But after a while, there'll be a few hours and she'll just be like, I know, I know, I'm sorry, babe. I'm like, no, 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 you're fine, you're fine. And then in my head, I'm like, but let's wrap it up. (laughs) My back's hurting.
2: You guys go to the mall.
0: Oh, yeah, we'll go to the Long Cantata, walk around. It's outdoor mall, which is kind of cool. And,
1: it's a nice one. You know. It's a nice one if you're going to be outside, like, moving. Yeah, go to Yeah, them. for
0: sure. How about you guys? Um.
1: You oh, jeez. I mean, Sarah, Sarah's just a sitter. Like, she just wants to sit, and if she's got food... In, like, tea or coffee and sitting, she's good. And I'm like, great. We've been sitting for 15 minutes. <laughs> like, I'm good sitting at the end of a day. Like, it's just, you know, the day is done. But, like, Sarah's ideal day would be she'd wake up at like eight, but she'd lay in bed until like 10 30. And I would lay there right next to her and not want to do anything else. And then we would get up and, like, go get coffee or tea brunch and then we'd sit there and do that for another couple hours and then we'd maybe take a nice stroll and then we'd come back and sit some more and i'm like that sounds like prison (laughs) sounds like jail so um yeah no i just i like being i need to stimulate my mind i i need stimulation i love a challenge i love physically pushing myself i love being active so we are polar opposites like vacations i could be like oh vacation let's go do something new every day like new adventure new whatever and sarah's like how about we sit here around the hotel for every day, <laughs> just get some good food and then maybe tomorrow we'll do the same and then on the third day we'll get a massage and then we'll go back to sitting and i just we we find a balance, but it's it's so opposite. It's it's definitely a act of love either boy, way when we go places.
0: Boy, does that sound familiar? Oh, so, so sitting's no. pretty fun. Sitting, Sitting is fun, but you know, listen, I... we're having a kid,
1: so I have someone to play. With. That's the sole <laughs> That's reason. so true. I've bugger about so... it for years. That's Give for you someone to play with. That's it. That's so then she need. can sit,
0: and you guys can go play.
1: He's like, I don't even want to have play with Barbies or tea parties. Like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, I'll do that. That's a- yes, that is. We are playing. Just that is let great. me play. Just let me play. So, anyways,
2: Tyler, you're up. You can confess now. Um, <laughs> you know, well, Megan, Megan's one of her highest love languages is physical touch, and that like didn't even didn't even chart the scale on my. Uh, probably a zero on my oh, little no. test. so like uh i feel bad sometimes because like i'll just put my hand on her shoulder and she's like oh thanks for doing that and i'm like what are you talking about and uh or <laughs> you know or she'll like try to like hug me or be too close for too long and i'll be like all right do we have to like sit this close so um i know that that's an area that, that uh, doesn't mean really anything to me yeah. and uh i have to uh to flex that muscle,
0: yeah. Hey, good for you though. I think well, the I'm important do it great. but but I, I think the important thing here is that we all recognize what it is. Like at this point, we we know like obviously our wives can throw some serious curveballs at us from time to time and be like, "Whoa, where did that come from? What happened?" But I think for the most part, I think it's good that we recognize how our wives operate. So it's easier for both parties to work together to make each other not just happy for the sake of making them happy, but fulfilled. Right.
2: Yeah. So easy to forget that on the day-to-day.
0: It is. It is. We think about the big things like, oh, Valentine's Valentine's Day is coming up. What am I going to do for that? What am I going to do for Christmas? But it's like, what about Tuesday? (laughs) You know, what are you going to do then? Or
2: yeah. And then you gotta learn like they're like uh like another thing is like Megan likes scrambled eggs wet and I don't you know oh. like so she she get mad at me if I made them like scrambled like done you know pretty well done so like stuff like that. She's like oh my gosh, thanks for making the eggs the way I like. Them. And uh just, just kind of
0: be aware. Did you guys have any issues? And uh, I'll preface this by saying, we all, as as men, there's like certain tropes about being a husband where it's like, you got to adhere to this, you got to adhere to that. But one of those things is like, you know, as men, we got to be strong. We can't express ourselves to a degree or like for me, I had the hardest time just Telling my wife when I was like feeling down or like I was bothered by something, and you just and I would just like hold it in, I would lock it in, and then instead of telling her anything, I'd almost have like a, an argument with her in my head. Have you guys ever done that? And then, like, it not really. Amount to much like you could have just said it and she was fine It wasn't even a big deal, but you like made it into this huge deal in your head. I don't know I've done that plenty of times. I don't know about you guys. Is that something that you guys had to go through?
2: I'd say I'm like the opposite actually. Oh, okay I'm, uh, I think my wife struggles with that more than I do and I'm like, hey, babe, here's here's how I'm feeling <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh yeah, like when we read marriage books, we just apply the woman's traits to myself, and like she's the man in those books, and <laughs> it makes more sense for us. So I know there's definitely couples out there that are a little uh, inverted, where um, you know, Megan's more the internal processor, like uh, doesn't know how to hasn't always known how to share it, like her feelings like that, but which uh, which so Wiley coming from the other side of you, just do it, you know?
0: No, I know, and you every time I interest. every time I actually do tell her, just be like, hey, this is bothering me, she's like, thank you, I yeah. wanna know you these want things, and I'm like, oh, why can't I figure this out? And so I'm starting to figure that out now, thank the Lord. Yes. But, I don't know, Chad, you got anything on that?
1: I mean, oh, Sarah and I are so different, she holds things in too like i think it's important especially when you get married actually prior to getting married to like understand how the two of you communicate and then also understand yeah. what, like what household they came from in communicating cuz like i grew up where if there's a problem like all right let's just let's hash it out let's get it done with like get it out there and we're good and sarah came from a household of like nope don't talk about it don't address it and just let it go you know what i mean like yeah kind of keep it in you don't really say anything um which both can be very unhealthy um in, in many ways and so for sarah and i it's like anytime we have an issue i want to talk about it but she's not ready so um that that's a challenge we've always had to like overcome is like how much time is too much time where it like festers and builds resentment and then you know how soon is too soon to where like I'm going to say something really stupid and ignorant because I'm frustrated. And you know what I mean? Or I'm going to push her to communicate when she doesn't, you know, she's not ready to, it's just she's still thinking about it. Right. Um, but I, I used to hold in a lot um, like that. That was just how I grew up was like, hold it in, don't say anything. And then it all comes out at once. Uh, and I learned through many mistakes that's not healthy. Um, but I think I still struggle because I, I've started to probably since being married or a little before, um, I try to figure out like why I, why I feel that way, you know, first. And so like, sometimes I'll spend so much time trying to figure out like, well, why do I feel frustrated by that? Why do I do that? Which I think in some ways is healthy. And then in other ways. I think i spend too much time thinking about it and then i don't actually like communicate it and so you know things don't get said. but i think you know it's a struggle i always fight through and i think sarah and i are actually the same in that like there's just that internalizing and so it's kind of like sometimes we got to pull it out of each other like how do you feel like i know you're not good right so where is it and I still totally struggle with just being like, yep, here's how I'm feeling. And here's why. And then doing it in like a loving, non-attacking way. Cause I think sometimes it's like, you get passionate and you just like, you kind of blurt it out or you start yeah. feeling like those feelings again. And then the it's just like, take uh, over. yeah. And it's not like, it's not bad to have the emotion, but like there's a time and place to let them out. And sometimes like when you're trying to tell someone like what's bothering you or what's wrong, like, you don't want to because it comes across as like an attack. You know what I mean? So yeah,
0: it's hard. That's,
1: that's something as much as I like to think like serenized communication has continued to progress. Like that's an area for me that like, I just, you know, that transparency of here's how I feel and, and you know, let's talk about it. So right uh, ongoing part of the daily challenges we mentioned before.
0: All right. I, I I think people can relate to that too. And I, I you mentioned something. You said you know before you get married, kind of get a uh, an understanding of each other. And I think that's uh, what I want to talk to you guys next is what is something that you feel like people should understand like. Before they get married, because I feel like a lot of people just like, oh, my gosh, I'm in love. And then they just like jump in and then it's like, oh, my gosh, what have I got myself into? Not necessarily like the life part, like, oh, bills and all that stuff. But just like being in a relationship with somebody is wildly different when you're living with them, when you've made those vows. And, And there's a lot of things that I think people just don't think about before they get married. And, and there's there's obvious things that people think, okay, I got to do this before I get married. But what's something that you guys feel like maybe people don't understand or don't do before they get married that you feel like was is, is really important?
2: Um, that just reminded me of one then before I was married, I was talking to my grandpa, and he was like, yeah, you know, just like some days you want to sit – Set your wife on fire, but, you know, it's all good. And I was like, what? I don't – that's not a really good, like, uh, promotion there. Thanks for the advice. So so, uh, some people just say a bunch of random crap, I think, that, like, gets you, like, confused or where I was just like, ah, I'm not going to listen to anything. You know, it's going to be fine. Um, So I would say stuff you should do before marriage is uh, definitely some – organized like premarital counseling, Wish we would have done a little more, but uh, we went through a book and, um, and I mean, I actually think from just a conversation standpoint, Megan and I really talked through tons of stuff. Like there was no surprises when we got married on like our history or things like that. Um, I think the only, the only surprise is like, um, needing to grow. I think, you know, similar to, you know, when we, maybe similar, like when you, when you, uh, realize, you know, that Jesus is the way and, you know, surrender your life to Jesus. At that point, you probably don't actually have a really amazing idea on what it'll all look like, but, uh, I don't know, might be more of like a tip of the iceberg, but I think I felt that in marriage, like this is just going to be great. And I didn't actually know like how much it's a, well, it's pretty much all about it, but how much it's like me loving my wife, even though we just, even though we say for better, for worse, you know, and not expecting anything in return because in the dating and engaged phase, I feel like it's all roses for the most part. So it's easy to be like, man, this is easy to love somebody, you know? Yeah. Uh, So just having a, good I think good community embracing yourself for like you know when if that ever does come where it's like okay it's it's not like uh it's not easy anymore you know just knowing like we're just gonna keep pushing through so I don't know if you can I don't know if you can prepare for that or if it just like comes and you feel it and you keep going like uh but just the the awareness that that uh you gotta give a
0: lot. Yes. Yes, you do. This is, uh, they, a lot of people say, oh, it's got to be 50-50. It's, it's 100-100. Right, yes.
2: And, yeah. Or 100, even if they're not at 100. That's
0: know? agape love.
2: Yes.
0: Yes. Chad, what do you think?
1: Oh, man. Um, well, I think number one, before you get married, you need, like, you need couples who are already married that you will allow to hold you both accountable. Like I just, I don't see how you can ever grow or advance in life without people around you holding you accountable. Yeah. Uh, Like people you can just be honest with. And I think like obviously premarital counseling is huge, but even afterwards, like, you know, just, just talking through life and allowing people to speak into it is huge. And I think for men, who are christians before you get married you need to understand that when scripture says like love your wives as christ loved the church and gave himself up for her like that that's god telling you your, your life is no longer about you period end of story like it mm-hmm. doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how you feel um in the moment you know what i mean like you obviously want to have those conversations but like you're you are agreeing to love this woman and give everything for her period Um, You know, not in a foolish way, but obviously just in a like loving, relational, sacrificial way. Um, And I think it's just important to, to talk through the hard things. Like, I think to Tyler's point, like the early years, it's all honeymoon. Everything's so great. It seems like you're just on cloud nine and then you get married and suddenly someone constantly leaves their cabinets open or you know what I mean, does things different frustration leaves
0: their shoes on the floor
1: oh i do that, like so i can't say that but uh, <laughs> um, no I'm, I'm a big big dave ramsey fan but one of the things he tells people is like you always got to talk about like faith finances kids and in-laws because those are kind of like the constants of life and i've seen a lot of people who like both say they're christians but then there's some big things like they disagree on and they never really talked about faith prior to being married yeah Um, and yet we're called to lead our wives you know towards a closer relationship with christ and so there's big differences you know that's a problem i know finances for people can be like embarrassing if one of you is super diligent one's not and like you don't want to leave things under the you know swept under the rug and like i made some of those mistakes um and mine you know i i I I wasn't the same as Tyler and Megan who kind of laid it all out there before, but I think that's super wise. And even like in-laws, like, oh, the hardest thing when you're first married is holidays. Holidays are like, (laughs) right? Because if you've got both sets of parents, like in the same state or in the same town, every holiday is like, well, i kind of want to do what my family always does and yeah. then you know but your spouse is like well this is how we've always done it and so like if you don't kind of set those boundaries and like make decisions ahead of time like the moment happens and someone is not happy like what do you mean we're going with your parents for christmas day like what do you mean <laughs> we're going here for thanksgiving like it's just I, I think it's just having you know those conversations ahead of time and like planning not just waiting for married life to happen um but I think just having accountability in your life is is big because people who have been married will tell you all those things before you get married, and so it doesn't come as a surprise, you know.
0: Absolutely, I I think when I think of it, I think of two things that come to mind, and this is this is just you know, I mean, in my opinion, you know, anybody listening to this, you should know. I mean, we're three guys regular guys just trying to do what god tells us and follow his word you know it's not like we're serious experts and all that but we're just we 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 say what we know and what we believe and and i think uh, a couple things that that i believe as you know you know i've only been married for almost two years now so i'm, I'm still a pup in that regard but we all are going going into it One thing my dad told me uh, when I broke up with my girlfriend in college, I was just like, oh, dad, it's terrible and all this stuff. And he was just like, look, (laughs) don't date anybody. Don't look to date anybody until you're comfortable with living by yourself. when, When you're comfortable with yourself and who you are, that's when you can start turning your look to other people and finding a girlfriend and stuff because and it's it's really true because i was so i was i was saying things like man i just want a girlfriend and when you think of something like that you think first of all that's kind of sad second of all that's not the right mindset to be ready for marriage or and even just being a good boyfriend and I I tell you when I stopped looking and frantically being like desperate to find a girlfriend and just focus on who am I who did God make me to be and what is it like being with myself and I was comfortable with that all of a sudden I met Haley and and things worked and I was comfortable and understanding I know who I am so I'm just going to let myself I'm just going to be myself around Haley and if it works great and if not then okay, I'm okay with being by myself and not being so desperate and just like, oh, oh, oh I need someone. Because when you do that, it's almost like you become blinded yeah. just because you're just looking for anything almost. And I think it's important for people to really understand that because there's a lot of desperate people out there. There's a lot of people who just wanna, they see a marriage, they see people married and they're like, I want that. And it's like, you don't understand. There's a lot of foundation that has to be poured out In order to build this house and it's got to be smooth and it's got to be rock solid and I think it's really important and then the other thing I want to say is be patient when you're dating the person that you're dating I think a lot of people can rush into marriage because they just figure oh this person works for me we've been dating for you know whatever we're good and it's like for me at least I made the conscious decision to be like, okay, let's take a little bit of time. And we went through some hard things when we dated. But because of that, at least for me, and other people have different experiences, you guys might have different experiences, but for me, when I was able to see what it was like going through something difficult with Haley, it affirmed my belief that this is who I want to be with till I die. Because I knew, I know what's what the good looks like. Like you said, Tyler, it's a lot of like, oh, joy, happiness, fun stuff, candy and rainbows. But when things get really difficult, that's when you really find out, oh, this is for me. This is the one, this is who I want to stand with and who, or, or maybe you decide, I don't know, they're kind of being selfish now that things are getting tough and they're not really thinking about us. And I think it's a really good indicator. Not necessarily you got to go out and just find bad things to happen, but I think it's just be patient because God will help you make that decision. Well, At I least, think, yeah, I, that's what, I think that's he, why I think.
1: Yeah. And I think you make a good point of, you know, being content in who you are and who God made you to be first because as much as we all love our spouses, like the reality is, they don't satisfy us, and they're not meant to. Right. And I, I think when you're looking for someone to fill in the cracks, or fill in the gaps, or fulfill this area in your life, or whatever, like you're putting a weight and a responsibility on your spouse that they were never meant to fill. You know, God didn't create, um, you know, and talks about in Genesis, like you know, Adam's there, God said, I created a helper. He didn't say I created, you know, that this, this stopgap for you. I didn't create this perfect mold to fill the gaps in life. I didn't create, you know, your spouse to take on all of the hard, difficult things and the loneliness, like, no, he, he created a helper, but not someone to make you whole, you know? And I think our society pushes people towards that. And like, that's, Part of the reason that divorce is so high and all these problems is because we keep thinking somebody else will make me blank. You know, somebody else will fill this hole and that's never how God intended it to be. And I think it's even, I think it's something we have to be aware of, even as men who are married, like it's very easy to your spouse who can so quickly be there to comfort you and so quickly be there to just make the bad go away temporarily, like cannot fill what God can fill in your life and if that's you know what I mean if you're looking for them to do that you are setting your spouse or your significant other up to fail 100% of the time because they just can't and they won't and you know it, it, you're just making things harder if you
2: aren't looking for God to fill that first you know for sure Wiley when you, uh, when you said that earlier that your, what your dad told you you'd appreciate this it reminded me of a good quote from Cool Running. Where he, oh. said, uh, where he said about the gold medal, the coach said, If you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. Um. Yeah, that's
1: spoken like a guy who has kids that probably watched that recently on Disney oh, I <laughs> watch
2: it. I'm it not trying to advertise for Disney Plus, but I I saw it there the other day and almost watched it myself. So. I watched oh. that movie like twice a day for like five years growing up. So. Basically
0: basically the point of all this is Watch Cool Runnings before you yeah. get married. It'll change your life.
1: I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, It does. It 100%. does. Yeah. Uh, I,
0: is I'm this... going to cut this podcast It really could have just cool been like running. one minute long.
2: We finally got to the, the punchline. Cool yeah. Runnings to watch before you're married. Cool Runnings. So cool. There you another, go. Another point is there is a Jamaican bobsled team in this Winter Olympics coming up.
0: <laughs> oh man, we're so close. By the time, by the time this podcast goes out, it'll probably be like either during the Olympics or after. But I'm pretty jazzed about it. Um, is this, is this your guys's first popca- podcast?
2: Yes, yes.
0: How, how how do you feel? How do you feel after this? As we come to a close,
2: Wiley, I just want to tell you, you are an amazing human being. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> Wow, um, that's good. High praise. It's good, you know, it's kind of hard to talk to each other and maybe be talking to somebody else out there who's driving their car and we don't know them. But
0: yeah.
2: uh, no, it's uh, good. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's been fun, man. I think
1: it's honestly, it's it's just a more structured version of when we normally. get. Well, to... we usually. That's I was true. gonna
0: say, like, uh, at first. Stay on topic. Yeah. At first, it's a little like okay how do I do this and we're kind of like this question and this question but by the, by the second half of this thing we're like "Oh, this is basically what we usually do when we meet which is what I was trying to capture today um and I'm I'm very glad that you guys were able to be a part of it maybe we can do it again this certainly doesn't have to be the last time we do it and uh, I appreciate your guys thoughts about it um, I also appreciate Everyone who tuned in to this podcast to this is the day. Um, You know, we're so blessed. Uh, The point of this podcast is just to spread joy. And, you know, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe. Uh, If you're listening on Spotify, check it out. Um, Tyler, Chad, thanks again. Any last words before we go?
1: No. for Jesus. (laughs)
0: Stay hot for Jesus. <laughs> he said no <laughs> <laughs> What was oh, that man. Chad Stay hot for Jesus
1: Stay hot for Jesus man
0: Man uh,
1: Shirts
2: shirts coming out soon We, make we
1: shirts might get some stay, stay hot for Jesus we... apparel with, with Tyler going to You know do the work in the land of The heat you know so uh, yeah. Stay hot for Jesus Might be some new, new Christian apparel coming your way Get, that,
0: get that hashtag trending I'm sure, that'll be if I had real Twitter, good. Twitter, I would, but no Twitter. So, <laughs> yeah, I just, no. Well, before we go, I just want to mention if you like what you hear and you want to reach out to us, maybe you have prayer requests, maybe you just want to tell us how much you like the podcast, or tell us what brings you joy in your life, be sure to email us at we will rejoice11824 at gmail.com. Uh Guys, been a pleasure. Folks, thanks for listening. For Tyler, for Chad, I'm Wiley. This has been, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Have a great day.